Welcome to the Sisterhood Podcast, where our goal is to support and empower women. I'm your host, Karen Clegg, an entrepreneur and business coach with a passion for helping women live their best lives. On this show, we'll cover a range of topics from business and entrepreneurship to wellness and mindset. We'll explore the challenges and successes faced by women in business and provide practical tips and inspiration to help you thrive. Whether you're looking to grow your business, improve your health and well-being, or cultivate a positive mindset, the Sisterhood Podcast has something for you. So join me as we dive into engaging conversations with inspiring women and learn from their experiences and insights. Let's support and empower one another on this journey of business and life. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Sisterhood Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Sisterhood Podcast. I am so glad that you decided to join me today. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing the importance of self-worth in entrepreneurship. And if you're thinking, Karen, what does self-worth have to do with entrepreneurship and growing my business? Well, stick around, friend. I hope that I can share some insights and to show you or to share with you how investing in my own growth and self-worth has actually translated into my business growing. So as an entrepreneur myself, I know firsthand how challenging it can be to maintain that strong sense of self-worth on this journey. And I would love to share and explain the importance of knowing and owning your self-worth in order to grow your business. So I just want to share a quick story. So last week, I spent some time deleting around 500 followers from my Instagram account. And you might think I am completely nuts. Why would I go ahead and delete 500 followers from my Instagram account? Well, let me share with you. So my account was heading towards the 20,000 mark. And it was something that I had been aiming for for a while. Because, you know, when you hit that milestone, it feels like, wow, I'm reaching this level of business success. And what I noticed that the more that my account was growing, I was starting to wonder Yes, my account is growing, but am I really connecting with my audience? Is my audience really my ideal clients? Uh, is my audience really benefiting from the information and content that I'm putting out there? And it was a moment of realization for me. And I came to this understanding, and we all know this, but it's just a good reminder that the number of followers that we have is not a reflection of our self-worth and it is not a reflection of the success of our business. And so what I did was I looked at the people that were following me on Instagram and it took me a good few days to go through some of the followers. I still haven't gone through all of them. And I was removing accounts. So for example, I was removing bots you know there are so many bots on Instagram so I was removing bots I was removing accounts that had no profile picture no followers no nothing I was removing accounts that um, 
were marketers, you know, those marketers that just come into your direct messages and are just bombarding you with marketing and sales. And I was deleting those Forex um, traders as well, because let's face it, those are not clients that I believe are finding value from our content and that are there for the right reasons. So I did a little spring clean of my account, and I believe it's so important for each of us to do that, to in some way create a community around us. I don't even like to call followers followers, like to create a community around us of people that are in alignment with your business, in alignment with your values, and to create somewhat of a safe space, right? So it's very important for us to somehow curate our community and to filter out um, people that might not be there or, um, you know, bots, marketers or traders that might not be there for the right reasons. And so at that point, I decided to go, and you might have heard this saying before, I decided to go deep instead of going wide. And essentially what that means in the context of social media is to focus on building meaningful, authentic relationships with my community over focusing solely on numbers, you know, the number of likes, the number of followers. And so for many of us that have been on social media for a while, um, let's say we are entrepreneurs, business owners, or even content creators, we know that the more followers we have doesn't necessarily translate into sales. So more followers doesn't necessarily equal more sales. And so I love having these conversations with various business owners. And so in chatting to business owners, some have had tens of thousands of followers and some have a few hundred followers. And what I noticed was that sometimes people that have these tens of thousands of followers don't necessarily find it more easy to make those sales than someone that has, let's say, a few hundred thousand followers. And I chatted to a specific friend who had a good few thousand followers who mentioned to me, Karen, sales are really, really slow this year. I've really been struggling to make sales. When on the other end of the spectrum, I chatted to another friend of mine and she had a few hundred and she was saying how she felt so blessed because she was making sales. And so this is just to prove the point that you can have those thousands of followers and, and still struggle and you could have an account that has a few hundred followers and find it a little bit easier to make sales because perhaps your focus was more on building the relationships, connections. And so perhaps your audience is stronger, more authentic, and, it, and has a, a foundation built on trust. So very important that the number of followers that we have does not necessarily translate into the number of sales that we will make. There are a lot of smaller smaller accounts out there, out there that are so powerful, right? So this experience that I had of spring cleaning my account, I believe it's an essential lesson for all of us as entrepreneurs to not attach our self-worth to anything outside of us. When we came into this world, we were already worthy. So we don't need anything outside of us to prove that we are worthy. And yes, it's nice to get compliments and validation. That is a bonus. You are worthy with or without it. 
So let's just carry on with the topic of social media and content creation. So in my efforts to go more deep, as opposed to going wide, I also shifted my content a little bit. And in business, we will always be shifting, pivoting, changing our content and finding out what resonates with our audience. We're finding that balance between what resonates with us and what resonates with our audience. And so my content changed quite a bit as well. I really wanted to hone in and focus more on helping, supporting and providing educational content in my community um, and to my target audience. And so I was posting informative content showing people how to set up their courses. I was providing information on software for coaches and course creators. I was providing information on how small businesses can market their business with a small budget. I was really honing in on focusing on my target audience. And I noticed that my likes and engagement was dropping and people were even starting to unfollow my account. And if you are not connected to your self-worth, it's easy to feel like what is wrong with me and what is wrong with my content and what is wrong with my business. And, and I'm not perfect. I'm a work in progress. So sometimes I can feel like that as well. But then I took a step back and I realized, but hey, Karen, you are filtering your audience. You are curating your audience like what I spoke about in the beginning. So the people that remain are people that are actually finding value from the content that I'm putting out there. They are people that are likely to resonate with me and my brand and my values. They are people that are more likely to support my business. And so it's a natural filtering process. I know we can immediately feel like what's happening when people start unfollowing us. But it is a beautiful way of curating your audience to somewhat ensure that the people that are remaining are actually there for the right reasons. They are there because they're enjoying your content. They are inspired somehow. They are here to support you. So I would highly recommend that you take time to sprinkle in your audience from time to time, especially from those bots and those marketers, you know. So. I try my utmost to focus a lot less on vanity metrics and vanity metrics are essentially those likes and the number of followers that we have. And like I said, I'm a work in progress. So sometimes you can feel you, I mean, we can feel a little bit despondent and disappointed when we see that the engagement is down, the likes are down, the followers aren't following, but it's very important at that point to look within and to remind yourself that you are powerful, you are worthy outside of all of that. And so just on content a little bit more, I want you to find a balance between creating engaging content that you love, but that your audience also likes and creating content that builds trust and authority. So find the balance between creating engaging content that you like and that your audience likes, but then also create content that builds trust and authority, the kind of content that is likely to convert your audience into clients. And what I noticed is 
content that is super inspiring. Like, you know, those motivational quotes um, or reels that are super motivational, those, that kind of content or what I've noticed in my case is the kind of content that gets lots of engagement and lots of likes, but it's not necessarily the content that converts my audience into clients. So it's very important for you to remember what your goals are in terms of your social media. Is it to grow your account? Or is it to grow your account, but then also to grow your business and to grow your sales? Because ultimately, we want to grow a successful, sustainable business. So moral of the story, don't focus on likes and vanity metrics alone, but focus on things like, is my business growing? Am I moving the needle forward in my business? Am I creating that brand awareness? Are my sales figures growing as well? And the funny thing is, I want to just share a little something is that I launched my eight week business accelerator group coaching program. I launched it at the beginning of the year and there were a number of beautiful women who I adore who signed up for my coaching program who had never really engaged with my content prior. So sometimes we put out sales content and no one is liking it or we're putting out informative content related to our niche and no one is really liking and engaging. But that might be the content that is converting someone behind the scenes. So what I was saying is that some of the women that had signed up for my group coaching program had never really engaged with my content before. But that proves the point that you might be putting content out there and although people might not be outwardly engaging, they are still watching and they are still paying attention. So keep putting that type of content out there as well. Don't stop putting your sales content out there and your educational content out there because it gets lower engagement. People are still watching and paying attention and it might be converting them behind the scenes because let's face it, not every single person is has the personality to comment and like. Some people are more behind the scenes. Some people are more quiet. Some people might even be a little bit more shy, but they're watching and they might be paying attention. So very, very, very easy for us entrepreneurs, including myself, to attach our self-worth to external factors, such as sales or the number of likes we get on our social media posts. But what I've learned is that and what I've come to understand is that these things don't define who I am and they do not dictate how I feel about myself, mostly, because we all have bad days. And so I don't want this, I don't want these external factors and numbers and metrics to define how you feel about yourself and define how you show up for your business. So it's really crucial to focus on intrinsic factors. So things such as your personal growth and development and the growth of your, of your business. So in talking about placing our self-worth on external factors, I know for a lot of us, we can place our self-worth on the validation of people or the input and comments 
and praise from people. So people like our, our friends, our colleagues, clients, or followers. We can place a lot of our self-worth on them and what they think. But here's the thing, people come and go. We know this. People come and go from our lives and people enter and exit at different stages of our lives. And this is definitely not to say that we shouldn't value people. We should. And this is definitely not to say that we shouldn't have a support structure and that we shouldn't have supportive relationships. We should and we should honor and hone in on those supportive relationships. But this is just to say that on the other end of the spectrum that, yes, there are people, certain people that will come and go from our lives. And so this is why it's so vital that their opinions and actions should not have the power to determine our self-worth and influence how we show up. So I want you to focus on building and strengthening the relationship with yourself above all else. Let me say that again. I want you to focus on building and strengthening the relationship you have with yourself above all else. That is the most relationship, uh, the most important relationship you will ever have. So I want to just um, share something a little bit um, funny with you, or maybe not so funny, but I think that all of us can relate to some degree. So I had a lot of coaching clients mention this, and I resonate so deeply with this. So I have clients that say they post on social media, and then they see their circle and closest friends seeing their stories and not liking it. Or they put a post or a reel out there that they put a lot of time and effort into and they think it's wonderful. And they say that their closest circle or people that they know are not liking, commenting or engaging with their content. So at that point, I like to say, well, and I do this with myself as well. I say, okay, well, what is the story I'm telling myself? when no one is liking my content. So when someone you know doesn't engage with your content, what is the story that you tell yourself? Think about that for a second. What is the story that you tell yourself when the people you know or your followers are not liking, not engaging, not commenting? We tell ourselves things like, they probably don't like me. Oh, my content is so boring. They probably think I am so silly or stupid for doing this real, right? This is the kind of thing that we think versus the more logical scenario, which is they are probably busy. Let's face it, life is extremely busy. Or thinking, yes, my content holds value to my ideal clients. I know my content holds value. Oh, and instead, we should be asking ourselves, do we like every single piece of content that comes across our page or our account on social media? Definitely not. We're not sitting there liking and commenting every single bit of content that we come across. And it's absolutely nothing personal. So people that know us or our followers, they might 
they are most likely just doing life and life is busy and hectic for us a lot of the time. And so they might just simply not have the time or they might just be mindlessly uh, mindlessly scrolling on social media, which is what I do from time to time. I just mindlessly scroll and I'm not liking, I'm not commenting because I'm just doing it mindlessly. So this is the reality. So ask yourself when people are not liking, not commenting, what is the story that you are telling yourself? And are you attaching your worth to that story? So please, please, please choose not to tell yourself a negative story and note to self too. So choose not to tell yourself this negative story that is not true. One of the most harmful things we can do to ourselves is to choose to make these unhelpful assumptions. And so when these thoughts come up, challenge them, challenge them. Ask yourself, does this make sense? Is this logical? Or is my brain just doing the things and telling me a negative story that is not true? So I want you to step into your power and don't necessarily believe or actually don't believe the negative story that your brain comes up with. I can guarantee you 99% of the time it is not true and people are just busy doing their thing, doing life. And so another scenario which is something that comes up so often is that we as entrepreneurs, as human beings, but particularly in this instance, because I know the majority of you listening are entrepreneurs, we tend to attach our worth to outcomes. Think about that for a second. We tend to attach our worth to outcomes, especially if we are entrepreneurs, we attach our worth to how many sales we're making. So if I make at least 10 big sales this month, I'm acceptable. If I make at least 50K this month, I'm worthy. And anything short of that, I'm not worthy. Or anything short of that, my business is unsuccessful. How often don't we attach our worth to outcomes? It is not helpful to us to put that kind of pressure on ourselves so let me ask you when your sales are slow so when you're going through a slow period sales are not coming in like you had anticipated what is the story you tell yourself what is the story you tell yourself do you believe your offering automatically my offering is not good enough my offering is not worthy to be sold my, offer, my offering is not worthy to be sold at this price point. People don't see the value. Do you immediately go to this thought process that something is wrong with you and something is wrong with your business and that your business is failing? I know so many of us immediately think my business is failing because we are in a slow season or slow period. Do you start thinking about throwing in the towel and giving up? And allowing yourself to go into this valley of despair. I'm not good enough. My offering is not good enough. My business is failing. Here's the thing. There are ups and downs in business. There are ups and downs in business. 
we should really work on not attaching our worth to outcomes. When you find yourself doing that, stop yourself dead in your tracks. So for me, what I've learned is to when I am experiencing these really slow months, or maybe I didn't do a good job marketing or I didn't market my offering enough and I didn't get as many people signing up as I had anticipated, I've learned to approach these situations with patience, kindness, grace, and lots and lots of curiosity. Because as I say, in business, there are ups and downs. So rather than beating myself up and questioning my worth, which is extremely unhelpful, I focus on how I can improve. So how can I improve and how can I do better in the future? So if you are one of those people that if you don't reach a certain goal or a certain target or make a certain number of sales that you start beating yourself up, and speaking negatively to yourself, I want to remind you that no person on the face of this earth has ever grown, made progress, healed, or improved by beating themselves up. So don't do that to yourself. And the nature of entrepreneurship is that we will definitely experience good, high sales months. And the reality is that sometimes we'll experience slower months, even the Biggest, best companies out there have high and sometimes slower months. And any business experiences ebbs and flows. And we're not necessarily going to have the highest of high sales, particularly in the beginning of our, of our entrepreneurial journey when we are focusing on building, you know, getting that strong foundation in place. So we might not necessarily be having the highest sales months. And so it's not fair for us to blame ourselves and to say that our business is failing because the sales are not um, where we had ex expected them to be. And there can be a number of reasons for slower months. I know so many of us are experiencing much slower months now recently because of the economy. I mean, we've just come out of a worldwide pandemic. And so the reasons for slower seasons and months could be the economy. And as a result of that, people not having as much disposable income as they may have had in previous years and don't necessarily have um, extra funds for extras or nice-to-haves. Another reason for slower months could simply be something as simple as insufficient marketing and we need to market and talk about our product and service a bit more. Or perhaps we've priced our, ourselves too high or even too low and people are not seeing the value because maybe we've undercharged. There could be a number of factors that as a business owner, we need to evaluate. We simply need to sit back and just evaluate instead of blaming ourselves and saying our business is failing. And so I remember when I first launched my business, the first time I launched a offering, one person signed up. The first time I hosted a webinar, three people showed up. And in the very beginning, I felt really bad and despondent about it. And I was beating myself up about it. But I'm grateful that I didn't give up because later on down the line, my, my courses started selling out and more people started showing up to my webinar. But that took a good few years to get there. And so imagine 
I gave up on myself and told myself, while your business is failing, you should just give up because one person signed up to your course and three people showed up to your webinar. Imagine I believed that I was not worthy. Yes, I felt really, really bad and I felt really lousy at that point in time. But I decided to invest in some coaching. I decided to do some inner work and continue showing up with all those feelings. And years down the line, I am still here growing my business. So we need to remember that we are all works in progress. We are all works in progress. So even me sitting here today talking to you, I will also have bad days. I will also have bad days where I simply feel lousy or I feel not good enough. It's not to say that I won't experience it. I will. I know I will. I'm a work in progress. And as I go through life, I will experience these little triggers or downfalls or moments of self-doubt or moments where I'm questioning my self-worth. I'm a human being. We all are. So it's important to first and foremost acknowledge that we are human beings and that we are works in progress. But it's also very, very important for us to work on our mindset and our self-worth constantly, especially on this entrepreneurial journey, when we will be forced to face all our inner demons. And so I want you to just reflect on this a little bit and to think, what work do I possibly need to do on my mindset or my self-worth? What work do I need to just reflect on a little bit and sit with a little bit and focus on a little bit? And I want you to think about that so that you can show up in all your beautiful, imperfect glory and show up regardless of any outcome. But understanding our, that our self-worth comes from within. We were born worthy, so our self-worth comes from within. We can approach challenges with a more positive, stronger mindset and build that confidence to tackle whatever comes our way, negative feedback, no likes, lower sales, right? And so as we're reaching the end of our podcast episode for today, I want to leave you with three journal prompts. So if you are like me that enjoys journaling and reflecting on your thoughts just to create some self-awareness, um, these are your three journal prompts that I would love you to write down and just to reflect on when you have some time. Number one is, what is the story I tell myself when people or someone I know doesn't engage with my content? So what is the story I tell myself when people don't engage with my content? And obviously, this is in the context of social media. So the, so the first journal prompt is, what is the story I tell myself when people don't engage with my content? And journal prompt number two is, what is the story I tell myself when sales are slow? What is the story I tell myself when sales are slow? Or even when there are none? What is that story you tell yourself? And then the last journal prompt is, how will I continue to show up in the slow season of my business? So it's quite a lengthy journal prompt, but how will I continue to show up in the slow seasons of my business. And I'd love you to journal on that. And I would absolutely love you to tell me if any thoughts came up. Please feel free to reach out to me on email or send me a direct message on social media. I am at 
the.sisterhood.co underscore. Please feel free to send me a message. I'd love to hear if any thoughts have come up for you. Anything has come up for you. If you've gained any clarity. Um, so yeah, I would love you to take some time to reflect on these prompts and hopefully um, it creates some self-awareness about our, our topic or just create some, you know, maybe some things come, some interesting things come up for you. So yes, thank you so much for listening. I really, really hope you found this episode helpful. And what I always like to tell my audience is take what resonates with you and leave the rest. So not everything I'm going to be saying in this, uh, in this episode of the podcast is going to resonate with you completely. And so it's very important for you to take what resonates with you and leave everything else leave it alone, leave the rest, only take what resonates with you. And I really look forward to hosting you next time on another episode of the Sisterhood Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Sisterhood Podcast. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and gained some valuable insights and inspiration. If you found today's episode helpful, please consider following or subscribing to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you have a friend who you think would enjoy this show, I encourage you to share it with them. Together, we can build a supportive community of empowered women. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time for another episode of the Sisterhood Podcast.